All right. <clears throat> Hello, I'm Freddie. I'm Matt. I'm Ashley. And I'm Jordan. And tonight we are going to discuss. Wait, hold on. I messed you, it up this time. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is so new to me, guys. <laughs> I am. This is. Un, this is pretty. Is this how you feel all the time? Yes. <laughs> it's odd. I have an intro, Matt. It's odd. <laughs> is this your way of telling me I'm fired? No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. We'll get started. We'll see how tonight goes. Uh, hello, I'm Freddie. I'm Ashley. And I'm Jordan. And welcome to the Possible Spoilers Podcast, where our combined powers of clairvoyance may or may not be enough to spoil the upcoming stories that you're looking forward to. And tonight, we are discussing Robert Downey Jr.'s latest Hollywood outing as Dr. Doolittle. It is such a uh, such a departure from what he's been doing. I think, obviously, that seems like it's on purpose. But it's a very, very different animal talking swashbuckling adventure and we just wanted to spend some time discussing exactly what's going to happen in this movie yeah because we're going to talk about how this movie is definitely going to end for sure without <laughs> we haven't a uh, reminder we haven't seen the movie and we haven't looked up any spoilers the most i've read is the synopsis on rotten tomatoes it's available to anybody and we've watched the trailers but other than that this is purely baseless speculation but yeah just- we- just so everybody knows, all I did was watch the trailer about five minutes before we started recording. I'd watched little clips, I'd seen some pictures, and that's that's my extent of this. So I'm going to bring speculation based on nothing more than that. So it's it's going to be great. Yeah, and just for tonight, uh, I'd like to introduce a rule for this particular podcast because oh it's the elephant in the room. Um, there will be no Marvel references in this episode of Possible Spoilers. We will not reference Robert Downey Jr.'s stint as Tony Stark. Uh, anybody who does reference the Marvel movies... That was... Stint is an understatement, but... Anybody who does reference the Marvel <laughs> movies or make Marvel or makes jokes about Marvel movies in any way, shape, or form will be receiving a demerit from me. And I do have my notebook out. And I do have uh, a scoreboard. And Jordan already has one. He made it before the podcast started. And I'm going to count it. <laughs> <laughs> Spare no one. No better friend, no worst enemy. Well, that kind of throws my prediction out the window of there was going to be an in-game style battle at the end where all the animals come together. Freddie, I need you to count that one. Okay, <laughs> Actually, it right now. No. <laughs> I'm getting a head <laughs> <Thank> start. <laughs> It'll turn into a race so you can get the most. I'm just glad to have a friend, finally. Like, finally. There's, there's someone I can <laughs> yeah, talk to. Yeah, we're both to. getting kicked out. Yeah. We'll start at the Ashley and Jordan get get uh, get kicked off the podcast show. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> a spinoff of possible spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> we'll start our own podcast. <laughs> it's going to be bigger and better. Oh <laughs> uh, man, it's it's uh, so we can't reference those things. So quite frankly, this podcast is probably just going to be thirty-five minutes of silence. Because <laughs> um, that I don't know what else this podcast is based on besides <laughs> referencing <laughs> these products and IPs. Well, as far as like Doctor Doodle is concerned, we do have some stuff to go on. Matt, you were telling me you were reading the Eddie Murphy, the synopsis of the Eddie Murphy movie on Wikipedia. It wasn't necessarily the synopsis so much as the lack thereof. <laughs> At the opening 
of and this is from the 1998 classic Doctor yeah. Doolittle film with Eddie Murphy. I watched t- that movie so much as a kid. Oh, man, see, I never did, but I love I love the way it says this here. It just comes out of the gate. This the film was inspired by the series of children's stories of the same name by Hugh Lofting, but used no material from any of the novels. <laughs> <laughs> So it just says, yeah, there's a thing that it was kind of inspired by. It didn't use any of it. There's there's yeah. a ton of stuff. This is like a 30, 40 year story, I think, yeah. series of stories. And this is really a Sherlock Holmes-esque, um, you know, character, so to speak. It was just used for years and years and years. And then so it says, but used no material from any of the novels. So Eddie Murphy is just like, who are we on that? I'm going to make my own movie. <laughs> Which is pretty genius because... Uh from what Freddie was telling me of the um, the original uh, material, um, it's kind of like they say, like, what if we took the character that could talk to animals and just put him in, like, real life instead of this mm. crazy, like, Willy Wonka stuff going on? Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, is, of course, the plot of every every reboot, every remaster. Yeah, except it's not dark and gritty. It's still funny. Yeah, well, I mean, it's always, let's take this character and put them in the real world. Yeah. Let's I mean, take Smurfs and put them in New York. Oh, let's yeah. take the But it's not like that. It's not Dr. Dulo going around like, what is this? What's a cell phone? What's yeah. pizza? <laughs> it's not like that. <laughs> I will go ahead and say that I also watched the Eddie Murphy one tons as a kid and remember nothing about it. Well, I want you to know that despite what you didn't remember, I'm, I'm reading more of the Wikipedia. This is going to be my uh, contribution to the podcast tonight, is I'm just going to read the Wikipedia for the 1998 film. Here, listen to this. The film's success generated one theatrical sequel, Dr. Doolittle 2, and three spinoffs, Dr. Doolittle 3, Tale to the Chief, and Million Dollar Mutts, all being direct-to-video. This movie was so bad, used no material, they said, hey, what if we made spinoffs of this thing that's not connected to anything? Exciting. I, I do remember that in the in the second movie is is his daughter can also talk to animals and that's a big twist, and then the the spinoff movies are about her. That's amazing. Um, yeah, the only thing I remember about the about the Eddie Murphy movies are in the first one I remember in the very beginning of the movie there's a flashback to when he's a kid and he's talking about talking to animals and his dad is shaking the heck out of him because he's saying it's he's he's it's like Satan telling him he can talk to animals. Oh, you're not kidding. He hires a local minister to perform an exorcism on his son. What was this movie? And that was terrifying to me as a kid because oh. it's just like a close-up of this dad shaking this kid and yelling at him. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Because doesn't he get his dad fired because he's, like, sniffing his boss's butt? Because a dog, he's, like, talking to oh, a dog, yeah. and he's like, oh, that's just how we say hello. So he, like, goes up to his dad's boss and, like, sniffs his butt, and then I think it, like, hard cuts to the dad shaking him or something. <laughs> Which, by the way, <laughs> like, a, a kid could do that without being able to talk to animals. Yeah. Like. It's probably happened. And all I remember about the second movie is the guinea pig singing... Make a little love, do a little dance, get down tonight. Okay. Because that song was obligatory in, like, every movie that came out in the 90s. It just had yeah, to be. It true. was. Dude, With and, Flubber and, and yeah. Yep, yep. In middle school, in my middle school, if you walked around and listened to kids, they were all just singing that to themselves. <laughs> <laughs> because they saw it in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
That would they be had weird... no idea what it meant, or maybe they did. I don't know, but they were singing it. <laughs> anyway, uh, the Eddie Murphy version took nothing from their original novel, so my Zero. prediction, my prediction is that it will contribute nothing to this film. <laughs> bold. It's a it's a bold take. So that's about fifteen minutes of the podcast that we just wasted, in my opinion. <laughs> well, I can give you a quick <laughs> summary. I can give you a quick summary of the first two, uh, not the first two, the um, Eddie Murphy's uh, first two Doctor Doolittle's, because I don't think I ever saw the third one or any of the spinoffs. But the first one, he does um, surgery on a tiger to remove a blood clot so they don't kill it because it's like a tiger that belongs to a circus and they're going to kill it because it's like aggressive but he can talk to it and it's like oh it's just got a blood clot easy fix and then in the second movie he tries to get a bear laid alright then <laughs> oh no I remember that from the second movie too because I remember the bear singing her name was Lula she was a show bear ooh all right. Ooh, no. <laughs> she had her ribbon in her hair or something like that. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's like an endangered species kind of thing, but it's kind of awkward for a kid's movie. Endangered species? They were they were just bears, if I remember correctly. I didn't... It wasn't an endangered species? I don't know. They might have been. They just look like bears, though. Why else would he try to get them laid? <laughs> I don't know. He needed the confidence boost. Well, he was a circus bear, and I think he was trying to, like, naturalize him, get him, like, used to the wild. No, and... no, there was something like they had to have babies for some reason. Oh, I don't know. I Ma- think. Maybe the bear was Santa Claus, and if he didn't have babies, he wouldn't lose his <laughs> license as Santa Claus. What? <laughs> <laughs> this uh... way out left field. <laughs> I'm sorry, but keep the smash up talking like... about. Did you smash up Tim Allen's The Santa Claus with, like, Dr. Doolittle? Like, what happened? Does Tim Allen have to have babies to keep being Santa Claus? <laughs> well, do you, do I'm you, tweeting that right now from the possible spoilers. <laughs> Twitter, it's the sequel. And no it's one the, can stop it's me. It's the sequel because it was he called The to, Mrs. Claus. He yeah. has to get married. He doesn't have to have babies, I don't think. Well, it's implied. There needs to that's, be a legacy. That's going to be the fourth movie. Let's be honest. Like... <laughs> I think he does have a baby, but I think that's just incidental. I don't think that was part of his job. Okay. Freddie, what is the possible spoilers Twitter password? <laughs> I'm not going to say it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> say it on the podcast. I'll bleep it out. I'll send it to you in chat. <laughs> don't trust that's not as funny as a bleep. Also, what are the what are the last four digits of your social security number? <laughs> and if you could give me after you do that the first five. <laughs> Also, okay. all of your bank account information. No, let's not get greedy. That's true. I went too far. Anyway, the uh, I, I was also looking up some Dr. Doodle like, precursors to this film. And I looked at the uh, the synopsis on Wikipedia of the, Rex, the original Rex Harrison film from 1967. And that movie is also quite a wild ride because that, that was another movie I saw as a kid and remember nothing about. And I think the reason I didn't care about it as a kid is because he, he could talk to animals, but the animals didn't talk. He would just kind of tell you what they said. And I was the kind of kid who was like, there's no talking animal, well, I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. All right, I'm going to head out. <laughs> All right, I'm going to head out. 
The animals don't actually talk. This is like the this is like the bad uh, homeward bound. <laughs> Milo and Otis. No, uh, the journey home. Oh. Yeah, like it. It was the the movie that Homeward Bound was based on, and there were no talking animals, so I did not care. Oh, okay. But anyway, um, but I remember nothing about it. But apparently, it's quite a wild ride because the Rex Harrison Doctor Doodle is uh trialed for mur- tried for murder because <laughs> he he helps a seal escape from the circus but he dresses it as a woman to do so and then throws it in the ocean and oh then, my gosh you were firing off some synapses of mine that haven't fired off in a long time i'm like you're just <laughs> triggering all these memories and i remember this and then it sounds like a frazier episode and then he's uh, seen throwing it into the ocean, but people think it's a woman because it's dressed as a woman, so he gets tried for murder. But then he has to prove to the court that he can talk to animals to get acquitted, but the judge doesn't like him because he ruined the judge's fox hunt earlier in the movie. So the judge throws him in an insane asylum. So he skips the country because his animals help him escape. And he uh, goes looking for the giant pink sneeze snail because that's what you do when you've been wrongfully accused <laughs> of murder and thrown in an insane asylum. You prove you're perfectly sane by saying, I'm going to go hunt for the giant pink sneeze snail. <laughs> was that a legendary pink sneeze snail? It, it, it or was, like a rare pink sne- yes, sneeze I'm sorry, snail? I, sea I, snail. I'm sorry, I forgot to give the uh, sea snail its due. It, its proper title. Yeah. Well, Wikipedia says legendary great pink sea snail. Ah. Okay, so I didn't give the pink sneeze sea snail its uh, <laughs> sneeze snail. sneeze sneeze snail its <laughs> proper pop and circumstance. Yeah, you just said here. it was giant. That was offensive. It's a gr- legendary great pink sea snail. Well, I remember it was giant in the movie because its shell is airtight, and they sail to back to England in it because it's just airtight? cool with it. Yeah. Was I... Okay, it is not my job. <laughs> To defend this movie's decisions. <laughs> yeah, I'm not asking you to. I'm just uh, trying to imagine this image in my head. I remember it in my head. That's the one thing I remember about this movie. And I remember that image in my head well. And I remember that they're in that shell and there is no room for a snail. That's all I remember. Like, I don't where, know where where'd the snail go? I don't know where it is. They're just in the snail <laughs> they just, shell. They just stole its shell? No, it's alive. It helps them out because he can talk to it. It gives them their shell, or is it just in there with them? It's in there with them, but you don't see it. Oh. If I remember correctly. I, I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie. All right. But anyway, I, the reason I'm talking about this is because I'm pretty sure that they're going to do something. They're going to. It's going to contribute something to the film because it looks like Robert Downey Jr.'s Doolittle is going to wind up incarcerated somehow as well because there's parts of the trailer for the current movie where he's wearing the he's in chains yeah the cartoon and he's wearing like the cartoonish black and white striped mm-hmm. uh, prisoner and, outfit and then like a tiger attacks him but I hope he does surgery on it at some point and just proves it has a blood clot yeah <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's why, why it's so, so hungry upset. yeah <laughs> and then he goes looking for the giant pink sea snail yeah. is that a medical diagnostic tool like you know if they're looking for blood clots oh he's really hungry he must have a blood clot <laughs> I actually said that with such confidence. (laughs) Well, in the uh, Eddie Murphy one, like, it was was aggressive, the tiger was. That's why they were going to put it Mm. down or something. 
And Dr. Doolittle just talks to him, and he's like, oh, no, he's just in pain. He's cool. <laughs> I like that our uh, medical knowledge is coming from Eddie Murphy's Dr. Doolittle film. <laughs> well, I mean, in this instance. So here's, I, I feel like this, I feel like what we're hinting at here, because for the record, we're at 31 minutes on the call, and we've barely talked about this movie at all. <laughs> Like, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. We have to page. set a backstory. God. That's true. That's true. Sorry. We're building some foundation. We're laying the groundwork <laughs> for the Dr. Doodle Extended Universe. <laughs> you can't. Okay, give yourself a point. I want you to give yourself a point right now. I'm not even kidding. Right now. Oh, I hope that Eddie Murphy comes out of a um, time dimension uh, or a, not a uh, alternate universe portal and helps um, Robert, Downer, Robert Downey Jr. That's one Fight demerit. off the uh, the dragon or something. <laughs> That's one demerit for me. Oh, yeah, because by the way, in the trailer, is a dragon. For this is a dragon. By our powers combined, we are Captain Planet. <laughs> Captain Planet. That's probably going to get copyright struck but I, I, somewhere. Okay, I know we make the Extended Universe joke every episode. <laughs> but no. There is precedent for this film, and I see the potential because it's universal. It's not Disney. It's universal. And they've tried before with the mummy, the the mummy reboot, and yeah, the dark, they dark, tried, universe. dark universe, the dark universe cinematic universe, or the Dooku for short. <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> but they, they they failed, and they're going to try. I I I guarantee you they're going to try again. So I, I looked up some other Universal franchises that they might pull into this. So uh, oh, the Land Before Time, he can talk to Littlefoot. The Land Before oh. Time. My God, I would love that. That would oh, be perfect. Oh my God! He could talk to Littlefoot, and he could tell him how great sea stars were, and make us all sea want star? to eat them. Not sea stars, oh. tree stars. Oh my goodness! And make us all want to eat them. Uh, Johnny English is a Universal uh, franchise. Jurassic Park. He could talk to those dinosaurs too. I can see that uh, dovetailing really Jaws? nicely. Jaws. He definitely talked to Jaws. He could talk like, to hey, the shark. Stop killing people. Is ET an animal? Can he hey, talk to ET. Whoa. Uh, I mean, you know, E.T. was getting good at English, so I think he could probably talk to him. You know, he was getting yeah. there. Uh, back to the Future. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> hold on, hold on, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold uh, on. Real quick, Despicable Me is a universal franchise, so he could talk to Minions. Oh, my God. Isn't, isn't Illumination doing a Mario movie at some point? So we could get, like, Goombas and Koopas and stuff. He could talk to Goombas. And stuff. Yes. Finally, that barrier will be brought down. <laughs> <laughs> what we've all been waiting for. The Purge. <laughs> oh, God. No, I, no. I fail to see how these relate, but I am intrigued. Dr. Doodle has to escape the Purge, so Doc Brown takes him into time to learn him back to time where he meets a little foot and they eat tree stars and live happily ever after. But, Doc, it seems like Doolittle's already in, like, the 1800s or something. So how did he get to, like, the Purge? Uh, no, the Purge came to him. The plot of the next Purge movie will be that they've engineered time travel so they can go purge other points in time. Oh, yeah. It's like, we'll, we'll yeah. stop all the purges from happening by purging a bunch of people before the Purge happens. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Dr. This is Doolittle. absolutely the plot of Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> purge 47, the purge name. It's like, oh man, they tricked me into watching a purge movie. I'd like to. 
It's the only way to get anybody to watch these things anymore. It's just the first five minutes of the movie are the trailer of Dr. Doolittle, and then it just hard cuts to, like, snipers going off and, like, people chainsawing through the animals. Oh, God. I'd like to point out that Death Race and Fast and the Furious are also universal franchises. So So you can learn the ability to talk to Vin Diesel. Yeah, he's the only one who can. He's the only one. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. as Dr. Doolittle teaming up with Dominic Toretto from the Fast and Furious universe. And Dominic is just like... And Dr. Doolittle's like, he doesn't like you. Oh my god, Shrek is also a Universal Pictures movie. Oh yeah, because every DreamWorks every yeah. DreamWorks yeah. So, is, so. Yeah. so I see Dr. Doolittle as being one of the fairy tale creatures that Shrek has to kick off a swamp every so often. Oh, God. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That'd be perfect. <laughs> He's like, no, no, I, I promise I can talk to animals. I, I can understand everything that Donkey is saying. <laughs> <laughs> Shrek's just like, get out of here. <laughs> Leave. <laughs> Suddenly Mushu like pops up. <laughs> it's like where did he come from? It's not even a universal character. Fifty Shades of Grey is a universal studio. Oh no. We're moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> but also Knight Rider. I see a lot of potential for those two combinations. Fifty Shades of Knight Rider. <laughs> Have those words ever been spoken in that order before? <laughs> The English language is imploding in on itself <laughs> because of this Those podcast. words. Can you use them together in a sentence? I don't know if you guys know this, but Universal Pictures still has the rights to the Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. Is that no, a demerit? That's, one, that's a demerit yeah. for Jordan. I feel like that's a demerit for Jordan. <laughs> Jordan's it too. He's not talking about the MCU. He's talking about Universal Hulk. Yes, this is a Universal Hulk. Entirely different Hulk. Entirely Except different Except it's not. Except it's not, even a little bit. And then Dr. Doolittle will make a um, a big Iron Man suit for him. All right. There we go. To fight the Universal Hulk. Okay, but we've got to talk about the fact that, uh, that Universal knows exactly what they're doing. Because I'm going to say that I didn't have, I don't have high hopes for this movie. And I don't usually say that because I'm usually the uh, the optimist. But one of the things that, that that turns me off to this movie is all of the big name actors yes. in this film. Yes. I wanted to talk and about that. I grew in up voice with, roles. I grew up with the with the rule that the more voice roles are given to big name actors, the worse the movie's going to be. Yes. Yeah. It, it's a, one, I feel like it's an inverse relationship. And this one has a huge list. I'm going to go ahead and give myself a demerit preemptively right now. <laughs> uh, we have a tie. Which is that... No, I'm, I'm in the lead, actually. Which oh, is... Um, <laughs> You're the one that made the rules. I know I did. You break your own rules. But uh, uh, Tom Holland is, is one of the actors in this movie. And it's like Tom Holland, Robert Engineer, they have to know that they're they're doing it to bring people in. To, to get people's attention to this film. And Tom Holland voices a dog. If you even notice that he's in this movie, because there's such a long list of celebrities. Everyone yeah. in like, this movie I is an A-lister. Yeah. yeah. 
It's like he he's down in the list somewhere. Because guys, attention. we just made that comparison to cats. We made the we like we made the discussion of how all these huge, very well respected, sometimes even like Broadway actors were in this movie, which you think would make sense, but given the reception, it didn't make sense. That was a terrible decision. So it does. I get a little. I'm with Freddie. There is seems to be this inverse relationship of really, really like a, just a huge influx of big A-listers with how bad the movie will end up being. Yes, but what I was going to say is that I've already given myself a preemptive merit for this. By the way, is that clearly the end of this movie is going to have Doolittle dying, and the dog voiced by Tom Holland named Jip is going to have to take his place. Oh, and be God. his be his stand-in. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, try to try to find some way to uh, fill the shoes that Doolittle left empty. But no, no, clearly, like the dog's gonna die because that's what's gonna tug at your heartstrings, and he's gonna be like, "Mr. Doolittle, I don't feel so good." That's a demerit. <laughs> that's a demerit. <laughs> that's a big demerit. <laughs> Spoilers incoming. For the ending of Fable 2, it's going to be a Fable 2 crossover, where yeah. at the last second... I did second, not expect this. <laughs> uh, this is not, these are not the words I expected to hear going into the night. <laughs> where the, the dog is going to take a bullet for Robert Downey Jr., and that's going to be the, that's going to be the finale of the movie. And then the okay. final boss dies in one hit. But then you totally can wish the dog back to life... And all that happens is the narrator yells at you, and you're like, I don't care. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because Peter Molyneux does not know how to make a plot for a game. I know it's not Marvel, but can I give Jordan a demerit for bringing Fable 2 into this? Yeah, I'd say just go ahead. Just, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and do that. By proxy. I'm, it's got nothing to do with anything, but I just feel like it just feels <laughs> right. I just want to give him a demerit. <laughs> To be fair, I was talking about Fable 2, not Fable 3. Fable 2 is a good game. Fable 3 <laughs> is a bad game. All right, hot takes about Fable and the Dr. Little podcast. You heard it yep. here first. Yep. <laughs> hot takes about a decades-old game franchise. <laughs> that um, no one cares about. <laughs> in the Dr. Doolittle podcast. <laughs> Impossible spoilers. <laughs> But I do want to. I do want to say that whoever survives, whether it's Doolittle or uh, or Jip, the dog voiced by Tom Holland, Sony is going to come in and say, "Actually, we own the surviving one, and you can't use them anymore." And it's going to be very <laughs> difficult for your franchise. We'll never see Jip the dog again. Yep, he'll have his own Sony movies with Tom Hardy as uh, Jip. Venom. <laughs> take your time. Take your time. I'll <laughs> be, be, be here waiting for yeah, you when you're ready. Can, can that be a demerit? Because you brought up Venom. Like, yeah, just, if I gave you one for Hulk, I'll give myself one for Venom. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched Venom, but I feel like talking about Venom is worthy of a demerit in and of itself. <laughs> oh, like a turd in the wind. <laughs> that, has, will, that is the name that, of this episode. That is the, the name, name of this episode. <laughs> this episode. Uh, yeah, you're right. Absolutely is. But <laughs> has to be. Has to be. I, I do want to say that that 
I think that I'm almost wondering if we might be wrong about the number of actors equaling a bad movie. Because if you look on Rotten Tomatoes right now, which you can't because this is going up not tonight, but um, there is, right, right now, as of this recording, there is one Rotten Tomatoes review for Doodle. I don't know how or why, but it's there. And it's by a reviewer named Vincent Schilling, which is a really unfortunate name for a movie reviewer. But he... Uh, Shots fired, wow. <laughs> he gave it a 9.6 out of 10. Jeez. And he said that it was a magical film. And he said the only thing he didn't like was the CGI on the dog. <laughs> but... So, I mean, if yeah. Vincent is to be trusted, the movie's got promise. Yeah. It does look interesting. It does look like it's... It, it's not doing what we were saying before. It's not taking a whimsical character and putting them in the real world. It's taking a whimsical character and putting them in a whimsical world that we might not expect. Yeah. I guess my... Um feeling of the movie is like when I see all these animals like talking and bantering with each other I start to think of Garfield 2 and I'm just like ugh I don't know oh why does Garfield 2 ever cross your mind do you need I help think it, are you okay yeah, I think it does like every day are you like <laughs> let's, let's get you somebody to talk to is that a tell of two kitties yeah tell oh, of two yeah, kitties I haven't seen that one Oh, Freddie, but you knew the name of it. <laughs> right off the top of your head. Uh, I don't know why I watched Garfield 2, and Garfield 1 wasn't any good, but for some reason I have a severe aversion to Garfield 2. I can stomach Garfield 1. That's rough. I will say that John Cena is the voice of a character named Yoshi in this, in Dr. Little and Doodle. Hey, that supports Jordan's theory of bringing in... Mario and Goombas. Well, and I was very disappointed to see that Yoshi is in fact a polar bear. Ah. Uh, <laughs> so. So far. So far. I don't. I don't know what series of events you have in mind, but I really like to pick your brain on that one. <laughs> it's like let's, a disguise. Let's ruminate on this for just a minute. I want to hear more. He, he like unzips the um, top of his head, and there's just a Yoshi in it. That's how it ends. I mean, it happened to cats. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Because Rebel Wilson, uh, spoil. Well, I don't know if that's a spoiler. It's like not the ending, but she unzips her um, naked uh, cat body, and then there's a, a a dress underneath. Guys, sometimes this podcast asks more of me than I have to give <laughs> in any given evening. <laughs> it just requires more than I have within me. <laughs> Uh, and then, and then Yoshi unzips, and uh, Dominic Toretto's underneath, and he's like, "Hey, uh, Doolittle, we're putting a team together." <laughs> There's a gear shift in the polar bear, and he just got vroom vroom, and he just <laughs> connected to nothing. <laughs> he just, he makes the vroom noises with his mouth, and she goes vroom vroom. <laughs> That's how he makes it go. Time makes it go. So all of this is to say, having watched the trailer for this movie, having read the synopsis on Wikipedia, I don't understand why this movie is made. I don't understand who it was made for. I, I the trailer. This is a hot take for this movie. I don't even like the trailer for this movie. It doesn't seem like it. 
it doesn't convince me to want to go watch this movie. So I'm not, I'm not confident in thinking that this movie is going to be good. Uh, did anybody else feel the same way? Uh, well, watching the trailer, okay, the trailer. I, I'm with you on one thing. I, I, me and Vincent Schilling, like Vincent Schilling, he he sold me, man. I don't know who he is. He's an unfortunate name. <laughs> Vincent, for a, if for you're a movie. out there. <laughs> but he loved this movie, and he kind of turned me around. around on it. I will say that I agree with you, Jordan. The trailers are bad. Bad? Terrible. Oh, the like, trailers I don't, are terrible. See, there, there's a good chance that they're not doing the movie justice because they both have... <laughs> they really threw around the wacky talking animal thing. And they also threw no around... No one told me there was going to be a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> and they throw around the terrible cover of uh, It's a Wonderful Life or a Wonderful World. Yeah. Yeah. Which feels woefully um, out of place in this movie. Like, based really on everything... Does. Yeah. It feels like a horror movie version of It's a Wonderful World. Oh, not, like, yeah. whimsical. I want to see that cut. I want to see somebody <laughs> do that edit. Cause Someone they will. will. Cut it as a thriller. But, yeah, I mean, I was telling Freddie, like, I don't think I'm the target demographic for this movie because I did not know it existed until we had... Freddie had mentioned it for doing it for the podcast. I pushed so, hard for this episode, people. Like, every online thing I'm on, it has not advertised this movie to me. So, it the internet thinks I won't like it, Yeah, apparently. the algorithm has decided you won't like <laughs> <Yeah>. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, this isn't for you. <laughs> the all-seeing, all-knowing algorithm has decided <laughs> Google has thing. spoken. <laughs> it's like Quill from The Mandalorian. I have spoken. <laughs> so, we have... Can I say, like, I almost feel bad saying something serious at this point. Can I say something serious? Oh, we need to get, yeah, we need to actually get into some, I, I got real predictions for this movie, so you go ahead. Oh, well, really? you have got about yeah. 15 minutes to give them, Brindle, so let's get rolling here. I don't like it when you're forgetting my last name. It <laughs> 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 dehumanizes me. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we're gonna unpack some stuff as a result of this podcast. So if you're listening, this has been this has been way too real. This is my favorite episode. It's, it, it's not too early to say that. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what I was where I was gonna go from here. I you know. had something serious to say. I had okay something serious to say. Well, give me a second. Whew, okay, <laughs> something serious. You can go ahead and give me a demerit. <laughs> if you if you feel like you need to, I do feel like from That's a your first demerit. You're a oh boy. right, oh I am a good thank you. I am a good boy. Um, I feel like from a studio standpoint, it is interesting to me that let's say from a both studio standpoint and an actor standpoint that <clears throat> um, RDJ has left the MCU. He's he is he he's made it pretty clear he's wanting to not necessarily cut ties. It's not that he's upset. It's not that he doesn't want to do it anymore. But he's like, I am not. I think his words were, I am not what I did for that studio. So he's wanting to say, I can do something different. This is a great place to do that because it is something very very different. To that end, it also feels like like you said, Universal has tried to set up some other uh, cinematic universes. And what better person to helm that series than a man who has just carried an entire cinematic universe on his back for eleven years? I, it's just—it's not—it is clearly not a coincidence to me that they picked him 
in you know this title role of Doctor Doolittle with it looks like it's drawing very heavily from the source material. The source material ran on for thirty plus years. It makes sense. It, I, I agree with you. I don't know if I, I have necessarily seen a whole lot of evidence of that in its marketing because again, I'm with Ashley. The algorithm, the almighty algorithm, has decided I'm not going to like it. I had to go looking for this trailer and the information on this, but it does feel like they're trying to set up something bigger than whatever we're seeing here. Yeah, like, when I said the Extended Universe thing, it was not a joke. I, I seriously see that going this direction. It seems like the foundations for something. It really does. Of but course they're not going to say it straight up. Because exactly. they, they tried that toy. with the mummy, and people were like, uh, no. <laughs> How about not well, It's that? the fact that the mummy sucked, too. Yeah. You just can't beat Brendan Fraser's version. Yeah, I actually haven't seen the, the Tom Cruise one. I don't I haven't either. speak for it, but I haven't heard good things. Yeah, I've seen enough of it to know, like, this is... This I've is seen mine. enough. Yeah, I've seen enough of it. <laughs> I'll put it at that. But no, I think you're right. They have to play it coy, especially them. And again, well, just like just like our jokes here tonight that get demerits, I feel like there's a very real Hollywood social demerit that you get when you even try to do something similar to what the MCU has just accomplished. Because, of course, why wouldn't you? This is a multi-gajillion dollar franchise. So I do think you have to play it coy, but I think you're right. I think there is some precedent here. There is plenty of ways they could do this. I, I don't see it happening. I don't think it's a good idea by any means. That's my that's my take on it. Well, I, back to Vincent Schilling, who's my, my hero of this podcast. He said <laughs> that when he watched the film, he, he, he expected to think about Tony Stark. Is that the merit? Yeah, that's probably the merit. <laughs> he expected to think about Tony Stark the entire movie, and he said that it was a credit to Robert Downey Jr. that he didn't. Mm. It didn't take him out of the movie at all because this was like he was a totally different new character. And that's the point. I mean, this is it's got that it's got that wackiness. It is a uh, it's a PG movie. It's you know it's not this big. It, even though it's going to be swashbuckling action adventure, it's still going to be kid friendly. Um, so yeah, you're right. It's, it is something. This is just pretty much a heel face turn for everyone involved. Yeah. Guys, I feel like our serious predictions ended right about there. I will say that as for the film itself, instead of like what it might do for franchises or whatever, all that talk, um, that as for the film itself, I was reading a synopsis and basically the synopsis is that his, his wife has died and he secluded himself in Doolittle Manor. Um... And he's basically become a, a misanthropic hermit at the beginning of the movie. But then he discovers the queen, the young queen, has a disease. And only he can go find the cure. Because uh, talking to animals somehow helps him with that. So he goes on this kind of Odyssey-esque, Gulliver's Travels-esque adventure to find the cure for this young queen. I wonder if that have anything to do with a great legendary pink sea snail. See, that's what I'm wondering. Um, but I, I think that what's going to end up happening... There's a, there's a scene in the trailer where his ship is being attacked by a navy ship so you know we've we've established he's going to get in trouble somehow um may, maybe it'll be the same as as the originals where they think as the original Rex Harrison movie where they think that he was a murderer because he saved a seal by throwing it into the ocean in women's clothes uh but uh there's a gorilla on the ship and the gorilla covers its head and looks afraid. And Robert Downey Jr. is laying on the deck of the ship and says, "It's okay to be afraid." And the gorilla's like, not kind of nods, knowing like, "Yeah, yeah, you're right." And then a little bit later, there's the scene where he's he's chained up and he's imprisoned, 
and he's attacked by the tiger. So obviously the ship gets him, like the naval ship that's attacking him gets him. And he's being attacked by this tiger. They're going to feed him to the tiger or whatever as a punishment as a, for his crimes, supposed crimes. And the uh, there's a quick flash in the trailer. This is one of those examples where trailers give you everything, and it's kind of kind of lame because the gorilla jumps in and attacks the tiger like just for a flash in the trailer, just for a few frames. So clearly the oh, lesson. I wonder if he was going to be eaten or not. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, the gorilla has clearly taken his like it's okay to be like apparently the it seems like the gorilla to me has some kind of like arc where he's cowardly or afraid and then he takes those words to heart and gets brave and faces the tiger and so what's going to end up happening and i think the reason i made so many jokes is because it's really simple like robert Downey jr's character robert Downey jr's doolittle is going to learn that his wife's death was his tiger like that's what he was running from that's what he was afraid of and the advice that he gave the gorilla about it's okay to be afraid, he's going to have to take in and he'll leave the manor and be uh, brave, brave enough to face the world, his tiger, brave enough to, to face the grief over his wife is going to be his tiger that he's going to face, like the gorilla learned to. And, you know, he'll get the cure for the queen. Um, it, it, it seems to me like it's going to be a really straightforward play out exactly like, exactly like the way it's, you think it will. There's going to be something to complicate to getting the cure, and he's going to think for a while that he's not had it, but then he'll remember some clue, you know, some detail that was like, oh, wait, here, it's actually here, you know. Um, the dragon didn't ruin our chances or whatever, because, yes, again, there's a dragon in this movie. That I cannot predict about how that fits into the movie, other than the fact that it's just an alternate universe that's more fantastical and whimsical. <laughs> but that's the way the movie's going to play out. And if I can speak to that, I think you're right, because there is a point in the trailer, towards the end, uh, again, the rather out-of-place, what a wonderful world, still playing, and Doolittle is walking out of this house, he has his hat on, has his shoes on, he's clearly going somewhere, and he looks just sort of lovingly around the house. He just sort of, he just takes a quick glance, has a slight grin. You can tell he's almost, even from the trailer, even though it doesn't say anything like this, He's kind of looking at it for the last time. So I think you're absolutely right. This is He's a hermit. He is hiding himself away in his home. I think he's going to find his courage again. I think at the end of the movie, that scene we saw at the end of the trailer is going to be him leaving his house. Like, ah, I can go and do things. I can find something else to do. I can be brave, just like I told my little girl. I can finally go friend. to the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> this is about Doolittle um, battling his uh, agoraphobia. That's exactly. That's exactly what it's going to be. Yeah. Like the <clears throat> the outside world is his tiger, you know, or is his. I think you're absolutely right. Hmm. Did it say how his wife died? Uh, I don't think the synopsis said. Okay, because when you um said that um. The tiger was his wife's death. I thought you were literally saying the the tiger killed his wife. I mean, <laughs> that's as good a that's as good a prediction as any. <laughs> Yeah, that would uh, give him and the tiger some history, I guess. Yeah, like, he, that's the first time he thinks he's met the tiger. But the tiger's like, you don't remember me, do you? That <laughs> night 20 years ago. <laughs> outside the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, wait. Did the tiger just become Joe Chill from Batman? Is that what happened? <laughs> no, I man, I'm so dangerously close to the mirror right now. <laughs> I'd do it. It's <laughs> not the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> right there, Adam. 
given. That's Dude. an event for Ashley, though. Uh, <laughs> oh. I, I was tricked into that. <laughs> Bamboozled. I'll give myself a demerit for mentioning superheroes at all. <laughs> no mention of superheroes. Well, give me a demerit because I feel left out. <laughs> oh, one. I really do think it's it's interesting that this movie could be an extended universe movie that has uh, it's in, set in an alternate, more whimsical, fantastical universe because fantasies, whimsical fantasy is something we don't get a whole lot of. Yeah, like I, I like me and Ashley tried watching The Witcher and like I watched the first episode and I was I was just like I can't. This is gonna give me nightmares. This is too dark. <laughs> like it's, it requires too much. Yeah, exactly. I want something mm. a little more lighthearted sometimes. So I, I've got I've got high hopes for it. I mean, me and Vincent Schilling are both out here rooting for Doolittle. <laughs> They're mavericks, I tell you. <laughs> rooting for them. Watch, it's it's gonna be nominated for an Oscar. I mean, the, if the Crudes can be nominated for an Oscar, anything can. Be. Yeah, anything can be. It's one. It's tough because you know I, I want to be careful, because, go ahead and give me a demerit. I am a huge MCU fan. Um, but the thing is, like, I do, and so, like, we as consumers can fall into one of two camps. One, I think we can fall into, we just want the same thing over and over and over again, or want it to always be different, neither of which are very attainable. Like, you know, you have to have some consistency, but you also have to have some diversity. So I think for me, I'm definitely more of the one, like, I like. I don't mind the formulaic stuff because it works. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I have to be careful not to look down on or even, you know, just sort of preemptively judge those who try to do something really, really different than what's currently working. And Doolittle, to its credit, is going to do that. It's going to do something very, very different than what the prevailing Hollywood operation is at the time at the moment does that make any sense yeah yeah it's also kind of funny though because like a talking animal movie is now something very very different when as a child of the 90s oh my gosh that's such a good point everything old is new again yeah yeah that's a good that's a good one even movies that didn't have talking animals had trailers that made it look like they were talking animal movies yeah oh my gosh (gasps) i blocked that out you have snow right. dogs. You fooled me. <laughs> Bamboozled <laughs> me. Tricked me. So I still true. watched that movie like 12 times mm. anyway. Maybe so I was just true. hoping, like, maybe this time they'll talk. Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> that kangaroo does not actually talk. It's a... It's a hallucination. It's a hallucination. It's always a hallucination or a dream sequence. <laughs> or a dream sequence. But, it, I mean, like I said, it, it, it works because as a kid, I would see talking animal movies and be like, I'm going to see that movie. Mm-hmm. And I would see the version without talking animals and be like, eh. Yeah. I wonder what the Subpar. target... Subpar. <laughs> <laughs> Below I average. What the Below target average. demographic for Kangaroo Jack was. Well, that was also a movie me. I watched. <laughs> it was me. I loved that movie as a kid. <laughs> yeah, see, I watched it like 12 times because they hooked me in with the talking kangaroo trailer. And then, like, I'm watching, like, this movie where they're running from the mob and I'm like, oh, this is pretty entertaining. <laughs> to isn't, me, isn't that it's kind a, of an adult. I haven't seen. It. Is that kind of an adult movie? It uh, kind a little of bit. Is. It's yeah. I don't know if it's PG or PG thirteen, but there's definitely a lot of adult themes. I mean, like literally, uh, Christopher Walken's trying to have like the main character kill, killed, and he's like part of the mob. Mm. Like he has like the uh, spoilers for Kangaroo Jack, but 
um, he gives him money to take to a dude, and what the main character doesn't, I don't remember his name, but what the main character doesn't realize is he's actually paying for his own assassination. Kids movie stuff. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and there's a, a dream sequence with the talking kangaroo. So that's what needs to happen, is Doolittle needs to get hooked up with these other movies and actually talk to those animals that we were gypped out of here and when we were kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, he'll run around like Quantum Leap style and fix all those bad movies that didn't have talking animals. Turn them into he'll talking just, animal movies. He'll turn them into talking animal movies. With the help of Doc Brown and the time-traveling DeLorean. Exactly. It, which is driven by none other than Vin Diesel. Oh man, can you imagine Dominic Toretto drifting around in the <laughs> time traveling DeLorean? <laughs> we won't need roads where we're going. Doesn't matter if you doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile because I was here three years ago. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, this is oh this has been amazing. I needed this in my life tonight. I needed this podcast episode. I didn't know it, but I did. Also, I, I, I want to... This is the last thing I'll say about anything, I think, because I, I'm I'm done, but... <laughs> this has <laughs> nothing to do much. with Dude Little. This has nothing to do with anything we've talked about. The Fast and the Furious cartoon show on Netflix. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're going to talk... We're, I want to talk about... Like, this is a long-standing tradition of animated series of movies that, like, speaking of, like, adult movies that kids watch... Like or adultish movies, I shouldn't say adult movies. That's not. That's yeah, not please adult. clarify. <laughs> or a mo- movies like PG thirteen movies, uh, and, and up. Uh, <laughs> what? Up. Stop qualifying. Say it. <laughs> no, PG thirteen and up, not Pixar's oh. up. Who? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm glad this is, I'm glad this is like, on the tail end because this might just make this an Natalie bonus podcast. Anyway, we are sliding to the finish line on two wheels. Speaking of things that we saw as children, there were lots of shows about adultish movies. Like there was a movie, there was a cartoon series based on Godzilla. There was a cartoon series based on RoboCop. There was a cartoon series based on movies that like maybe kids shouldn't be watching. Um. Yeah, everything had like a Saturday morning cartoon series. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Fast and Furious is like following that tradition, but the the thing is, the main character of that cartoon show for kids is Dominic Toretto's cousin. So, do you think in that cartoon show they'll ever touch on the fact that his co- his cousin canonically beat somebody to death with a tire iron? <laughs> <laughs> Freddie's asking a hard question. All right, it wasn't funny when I posted it on social media, and it wasn't funny in the podcast. Just cut this, Jordan. This, or Matt, Jordan, you're not trying to do that, Matt. This is a train wreck. I quit. Well, no, what was funnier was me confusing you saying PG-13 and up with Pixar's Because <laughs> I thought you were saying, you know those movies we watched as a kid, the adult-themed movies, you know, PG-13 and up. So... <laughs> Well, I mean, Up is its own brand of kind of adultish movie because, I mean, he, he it's is... It's very mature. Yeah, it's about an old man going into the jungle to die. <laughs> At its core. That's what, he, for us. that's what he means by paradise. He wants to go there to die. He's not... Because he, as a kid, I was like, how is he going to survive in that jungle? As an adult, I'm like, oh, he doesn't plan to. <laughs> 
I mean, he flew his house to the jungle. He can probably figure something out. He's going to give himself a sky burial. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh, we are ruining so many childhoods. Like, you guys know that, right? Like, we're singularly responsible with this episode. <laughs> I don't know where else to go from here. I don't know if I'll ever have anything to say ever again. I think this podcast is the end. This is the end. I don't know how we can come back from this. I like how you just said the end, just in general. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not the end of a podcast. It's the end. It's just the end of things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of everything. Of you name of innocence. <laughs> of I'm childhood. just saying, things will never get as good as Dr. Doolittle podcast. <laughs> we might as well stop now. We can't. <laughs> just chasing that high. There was only fire that do a little podcast and then nothing. <laughs> uh, this this was what civilization like we peaked and now we're yeah, just on the peak other side. Civilization right now. In a very literal sense, all of history has been leading up to this very moment. <laughs> That's really kinda true. Exactly. <laughs> and this is what we're using it for. Is Ace Ventura, by any chance, a Universal-owned production? Because Jim Carrey, let me tell you, Jim Carrey should come out of retirement for that. A Doolittle Ace Ventura crossover. That would be pretty cool, actually. I'd watch that. Yes. And it's just an hour and 20 minutes of Ace Ventura slowly driving Doolittle insane. Crossover with the mask? Oh, yeah, an animated series. Uh, I can't find who made... I think Ace Ventura just always was, always has been, and always will be. Because <laughs> I can't find who made it. Uh, uh see. You might have to go to the specific... War- looks like Warner Brothers. Wiki for the movie, not the character. Uh, Warner Brothers. It looks like Warner Brothers. Okay. What about uh, Stuart Little? <laughs> Columbia. Uh, oh, the dang it. <laughs> Which I guess Stuart Little can already talk to everybody, so it'd be a bit redundant. It'd just be Doolittle Do- saying, like, I can understand you, and he's like, yeah, so? <laughs> Big deal. <laughs> Roll credits. Real, real talk, in the Stuart Little novel by E.B. By e. White, uh, his, his mom, he's not adopted, his mom gives birth to a mouse. <laughs> And when I was a when I was a child and told my dad that I was like, "Hey, this is different than the movie." This is what, and my dad was like, "You know that can't happen, right?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yes." <laughs> the I do birds and the bees <laughs> and the mice. Uh, this is gonna stick with me. I think it's gonna subconsciously direct how I live the rest of my life. <laughs> so did I? Uh, did I happen to mention whoever has the most demerits <clears throat> at the end is getting kicked from the podcast? Oh boy. Was that my rule? So who's who's getting kicked? Alright, so it's time to tally the tally the demerits. Okay. Uh, Jordan please. has three. Jordan has, has three. Jordan has three. Okay. Matt has two. Okay. Ashley has three. And I have six. <laughs> so <laughs> You have been hoisted by your own petard. So uh, clearly what has happened is that Jordan will be getting kicked from the podcast. Uh, congratulations on achieving the best possible ending. Oh, thanks for listening. 
please go listen to our other stuff because Jordan's not here anymore. Um, so go listen to the good old days when he was here, the golden age of the Possible Spoilers podcast, when Jordan was a part of it. You can find us wherever podcasts are distributed. Anchor, Spotify, um, all kinds of them. There's more than two. I know there are. Google Podcasts, iTunes. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. However you like to listen to this stuff, go find them. Have a lot of fun stuff. Go check our tweets. At Possible Spoils. At Possible Spoils. The one that was posted on January, the evening of January 12th will make a lot more sense after you listen to this episode, because that's when we're recording. So, you'll be able to go back and look at Twitter. Oh, I get it now. That's why Tim Allen had to have babies. <laughs> Makes more sense. <laughs> I see where they're going with that. So. How we just call him Tim Allen because we can't remember the character's actual name. Oh dang! Name. I should know that. I just why watched you that do movie that to me three weeks ago or so. Yeah, Christmas was only Scott, a couple weeks Scott ago. We Calvin. Know. Scott, Scott Calvin. Calvin. There we go. I didn't even Google. I just knew it. I'm so excited. So follow us on Facebook. If you haven't, leave us a review. That really helps. Again, hate we hate asking for this stuff, but it really does help. We've had we have a lot of fun recording this podcast yet again uh we haven't said in a little while but the reason we're doing this is because we're having fun if we if we didn't have fun we wouldn't be here so every week we show up it means that we're still enjoying this we hope you are too so it'd be cool to let us know what you think let us know if there's something you'd like to hear something you wouldn't like to hear or if there's someone you wouldn't like to hear because jordan's gone now (laughs) so we help with that no i'm just kidding we can't get rid of jordan He, he him and him and freddie are the ones who make the funny posts on social media they wouldn't be, our social media wouldn't be funny without those two, so he's never Jordan's never really going. Yeah, did you tell him to check out did you tell him to check out our Facebook page, by the way? I did, yeah. Okay. Facebook, I Twitter. Wasn't listening. That's obvious. As usual. <laughs> Anything else? Any other shameless plugs? Just tell us what you think of Doctor Doolittle. Yeah, I really like Untitled Goose Game, go play that. Yeah. Or Doolittle, I mean it's not Doctor Doolittle. Yeah, it's just doodle. It's like, but you can tell us what you thought about that one too. Yeah, because Universal likes to just like take titles and make them into one word, like Hulk. (laughs) Please tell us what you think of Eddie Murphy's Doctor Doolittle. (laughs) While you're at it, uh, tweet Jordan and let him know what you thought of Fable (laughs) Three. See if he's right. Prove that there is someone else who cares about this franchise. I've had that game for like five years. I never played it. No, a total, a total of three people played it. And I think I was the only person who finished it, and that's for the best. Actually, I think I've had that game for like eight years, and I haven't played it. <laughs> Your well, life this is... podcast needs to like end. It needs to end. <laughs> We're getting on Fable 3 again. There is only a little podcast. Pull, pull the cord, pull the cord. Get out, get out. <laughs> We're going too deep. <laughs> You're only making Never. Peter Molyneux stronger. <laughs> Oh, guys, thanks for listening. It's tonight we may or may not have spoiled Doolittle. Maybe I need the sugar. <laughs> Steadies me. <laughs> it's a calming force in my life. <laughs> 
I want... Okay, show notes. <laughs> I need... Whatever, the, whatever you decide for the bonus clip to be, I want there to be a second bonus clip. I want it to be like 10 minutes of silence and then just Jordan going, I need the sugar. <laughs> yeah, I and then need it ends. the sugar. <laughs> so anybody listening to our podcast in the car, if I'm asleep, just scares the absolute <laughs> 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 thought it was over. <laughs> <laughs>